everyone, and welcome to the Rough Cut Retrospective, episode 129, a podcast where we talk about movies and TV and pop culture, all sorts of stuff in the midst of the apocalypse currently happening. I am your host, Max Adfree, Carter Sims, and <laughs> I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ultimate Max Adfree, Jackson McHuron. Hey, pal. In 4K for 19.99 a month correct how are you 1080p resolution oh i'm doing well man um back in shirani was in indy for one day and i didn't see you because i don't like you man that's sorry i had to say it to your face right here i was a target without you you missed out no not target we don't have those here uh man how are you daddy i am doing so good how are you Doing well. I'm doing well. I'm ready, excited to do a little newsy, heavy episode for us today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we got a little announcement last week uh, about some HBO Discovery shenanigans that we're going to get into, what it means for streaming, what it means for HBO Discovery, all that jazz. Um, but first, Jackson, tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. What? Where are you into this week? Okay, I was into a few things. Uh, one being uh, I checked out Cocaine Bear uh, on Peacock. Uh huh. And it was not as good as everyone hyped it up to be. Yeah. I, I gave it two stars. I, I think, think the performances were fun, but I don't think it leaned nearly enough into like the gimmick. Like it was overall pretty boring, which kind of sucks because I wanted it to be like a ride. And it just, not enough uh, Cocaine just Bear. Wasn't. Cocaine Bear. The whole there's this whole sequence spoilers for Cocaine Bear, where this guy accidentally gets shot while this lady's trying to shoot the bear, and from that point to like the ambulance chase, it's awesome. But yeah. then everything else is not good, and it's kind of a bummer. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> wasn't crazy about it. I'm I'm, I'm pleased that it's not going to be Ray Liotta's final on screen performance. Yeah, um, because yeah, like, was... there's like a there's a Charlie Day movie coming out. Like he directed, uh-huh. and wrote it, and he's it's like in a it, comedy, so... right? Yeah. Yeah, so it looks fun. So I'm glad that it's not his final performance. But yeah, yeah. I digress. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, I watched the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Hell so did you? Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, for Corbin's little project that we're doing over on Cap, which won't be out for a while, but it sucked. Also, if I'm being real, um, <laughs> you had a great week of movie watching. Huh? Yeah, it wasn't or four super days. Good. Yeah. No, it um, wasn't. I don't know. Like. We talked about it over there, but it won't be out for a little bit. But I just think the franchise takes a weird turn by putting it in high school, but also not really making it about high school. And then, like, everyone's in high school, basically, but also connected to, like, the Yakuza in Japan. Like, it's it's weird. And I don't know. They they drift in a parking garage, and that's kind of... Man, Lame. <laughs> just just you wait uh, the the fourth one coming up is uh, uh when we got off of that little chat corbin mm-hmm. reminded me what happened and happens in the fourth one and i'm like uh-huh. oh yeah <laughs> so it gets worse uh it just it just does some fun stuff great uh, it likes to lean anyways into some motifs but yeah yeah so yeah those were fun uh and bad and then i uh finished my office rewatch and i hadn't done that in so long mm-hmm and man, season nine, yeah. I will say I defend season eight. I think season eight is really good. I think it holds up pretty well um, mm-hmm. from like, I think it's better than like the first couple seasons of The Office even. I'll even go as far to say that. But like season nine is just character assassination after character assassination. <laughs> Nobody makes sense. You have the whole Jim Pam fight. And like, I feel like they write it to make Pam feel like a villain when like, I mean, obviously she's not, but like I, they write it in a way that's a disservice to her character. They Andy Andy is like completely different and I hate him by the end of the show, which they kind of sucks. Him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, it just kind of sucked. I, I like the new characters though. I think Nellie and Clark and Plop Pete, Plop are all really good, but they were just introduced too late into the show and weren't really Given their time to shine. I don't know. It, it, the last couple episodes are great, though. I think they, they do stick the landing somehow, but, but everything up to that is just like kind of agonizing. Had Abby not seen 
that before. She, she hadn't seen the last two seasons. She always turned it off after Michael leaves, which is probably the right call to be honest. But uh, yeah, that's what people yeah. usually do. Was the finale effective for her? Did she? Did she yeah. Cry? Oh, we we were crying for sure. Yeah. It, it's hard not to to cry at that, but also just like logistically, they're like. Yeah, we're releasing the documentary, and then like the show's been on the air for like ten years, and then they're like, "All right, one year later, we finished the documentary. It already aired." It's like, what was this? Because like, you're supposed to assume that like the show that you're watching is the documentary, right? And it takes I don't know, like the length of it in universe and real time is so weird. It's a mind meld, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. What about you? Uh, well, I'm happy for your journey. Um, Thank you. Uh, do you want to do want to shout out something uh, regarding our podcast oh, yeah. before we move on? Totally. To so I shouted this out on the uh, last episode, but if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or any other thing, and you have Spotify, make the switch over to Spotify for us. Give us a little follow on there. Yeah. Um, it's boosting our like it's it's best for our podcast to reach out to other people and for us to get sponsorships. And because Anchor changed, now it's owned by spotify so um yeah if you want to support us that's the best way to do so please and thank you thank you very much uh yeah we were hoping to make maybe you know in a perfect world we make money off of this thing you know so yeah totally go over there you know, maybe, let's make a little subscriber goal carter if we can <gasps> oh. get to a hundred subscribers what should we do if we get to a hundred subscribers we will do a watch along commentary track maybe Ooh, i like that could be fun to a movie, uh, some kind of movie. I don't know what it will be, but we could we could do a little little commentary track, watch a movie we've never seen before, good or bad, or maybe one we've seen before. I don't know, something fun like that. For, I like that a lot. Yeah, that sounds fun. So yeah, I like that. We just thought of that on the spot. How about Sweet. that? Wonderful. So yeah, if we get to a hundred subscribers, we'll do that. So do it, do it now. Anyway, that's what I'm into in 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 weeks to come when that happens. But right now, this week, uh, I'm checking out still Succession and Barry. Nice, nice. Um, Barry just started uh, its final season this uh, Sunday, so I've got those going back to back on Sundays now, which is amazing. I'm loving that. Um, uh, I also watched Tokyo Drift um, along with you. Uh, not great, but it did complete my Fast and Furious collection. I finally have seen them all. That was the one Congrats. I missed. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm not sure if it's fulfilling, but I did it. Um, so there's that. I checked out Jackson, my favorite mm-hmm. movie of this year. Um, <gasps> this week. Ooh, what is it? Uh, I went to the theaters. It's called A Thousand and One. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've seen the trailers for this. Have you? Yes. Um. So yeah, I came out of Sundance, I believe. Uh, but it's just now got wide release and is is in theaters. Um, really, really, it's an A24 movie, I believe. Maybe it's not. I, I don't think it is. it is. I think it's a focus features movie. Actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I checked this out uh, and it was really, really effective. Really cool story uh, about this. Uh, this mom who kind of steals her child from foster care mm-hmm. and kind of is raising him through a change in New York, like in the mid nineties up into the, the late two thousands. Um, and really interesting, really effective. Lots of twists and turns kind of tells the story of, you know, uh generational trauma gentrification things like that really really cool story i think it was my favorite movie of 2023 thus far um so if you get a chance to if it's in theaters or if it comes to a streamer check that out uh really worth it it looked really pretty like the cinematography looked really good yeah there's like parts of it that are kind of like grainy at times Mm -hmm. they got like that going on like kind of of the time uh and yeah just really really effective i i really enjoyed myself uh so check that out. I'm planning to check out. It's it's we're recording this on a Tuesday, so we haven't really got a chance to watch yeah. much since we last recorded. But I'm checking out Renfield tonight. Nice. So I'll be back with a review of that next week. And I'm also going to check out How to Blow a Pipeline, which I've heard good things. Cool. About. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that too. It looks yeah. neat. And I was asking our buddy Corbin about that. He said he enjoyed that as well. So I'm gonna go check that out. Um, since this is a news heavy episode, I thought I would just bring this up since we were, we have sang his praises at least twice on this podcast. Um, John, Jonathan majors news, Jackson, Uh um, to say I was into this, I would just say that, you know, I, uh, absorbed it this week. Um, so like a couple weeks ago, this news came out that Jonathan majors allegedly involved in 
seems to be a, a domestic squabble of some kind and a taxi cab, uh, a violent altercation. It sounds like mm-hmm. um, when it came out, it seemed like his reps were not concerned with the allegations that he was going to get off scot-free. But since then, Jackson, <laughs> um, it's so much funnier whenever you remember that detail where they were like, we're not worried at all. Yeah, <laughs> no, worries. we've got the evidence. There's video evidence. We're good. Since that time, um, <laughs> he's been dropped by his management and publicity teams. Oh, no. Um, and I also read today that he was dropped from an adaptation of a novel called The Man in My Basement, which was an upcoming project, mm. uh, an ad campaign for the Texas Rangers baseball team. Interesting. What about the military? Are they still running his ads? They are not running the the Army ads anymore. Wow. Um, and also, he was attached to an Otis Redding biopic, where I assume he was going to be playing Otis Redding. Um, that They dropped him from that as well. And all this to say, no word from Marvel at this time uh, about any recasting potential. Oh, man. Um, they really put all their eggs in the Jonathan Majors basket, too. Oh, like, Yeah, they did. I mean, literally their oh, post-credit scene in Ant-Man is, is a, a thousand full of them. <laughs> Jonathan Majors. And they're all definitely Jonathan Majors, too. It's not like they had other actors show up to do nope. other ones. It's like, nope, they, they're they all Jonathan Majors. Yeah. So, like, I don't know where this is leaning. Obviously, there's no conviction or anything at this time. But, I mean, the writing's on the wall that it's not good. Um. So, yeah, yeah. it'll be an interesting – if you thought Marvel was having a rough go right now, <laughs> Their plans know. are kind of who knows where. I don't know. Are we going to get like a hard pivot to like a, a Galactus or something like that? Like, are we going to move off of the Kang storyline or something? Or I think they just recast probably. Yeah, it's just it going to be like a they're... huge elephant in the room type thing. Yeah. I don't know. That it is so goofy. Like, I, I and I feel bad because like I wanted to. We we were so high on Jonathan Majors like yeah, a month ago. We were. And we were so excited. Literally like, a month man, ago. He literally just he threw it all away and yeah, allegedly uh, for all we know, like maybe somehow he didn't do anything and everything yeah. worked work out fine, but it doesn't look like that. Um, so kind of sucks. Probably the biggest professional fumble we've seen ever. Uh, Truly of late, at least I don't yeah. know. Kind of crazy. I'm just thinking like of major recasts that have happened. Like we did a whole episode on recasts way back in the yeah. day. Yeah, we did. Um, and like, you know, usually people just die. Or, you know, it's like a James Bond situation where, like, that's just how it goes. Or, I mean, even in the MCU, I feel like everyone has forgotten that Edward Norton, you know, was the Hulk at one point. Or Terrence Howard was. Yeah, or Terrence Howard. But this is a little different this time. So, we'll see what goes down. Just thought I'd give the people some Jonathan Majors news. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, We'll see what happens there. But that's all I got, buddy. So... Let's keep the news going, Jackson, and go to our main topic today in a news flash. You think you're too cool for school, but I got a news flash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. And yeah, so classic. Oh, missed it. Missed my Derek Zoolander. So, uh, as I mentioned, uh, this past week, um, Warner Brothers Discovery announced that it's unveiling a new streaming service uh, featuring a combination of programming from HBO Max and Discovery Plus. Uh, If you recall, Jackson, that this transition comes a year after the completion of the merger uh, of AT&T's WarnerMedia division uh, that kind of included HBO, CNN, TBS, into the Discovery camp, who's like, you know, whose projects are like TLC, HDTV, the food networks, things like that. Uh-huh. Are you seeing any uh, synergy here with these brands yet? Or uh, does that feel they, they certainly are brands that will combine. I that, don't know if it'll be synergized per se, but that they will. Um, so, so yeah, this was a $43 billion deal, which, which happened like almost a year ago, I think now at this point. Um, and then, you know, due to this deal, this merger, then this brought about all the shenanigans that we talked about briefly of, you know, Zasloff cutting costs, cutting the Batgirl movie, removing mm-hmm. content to kind of erase some of that debt that they acquired with the merger. And now it's all accumulating into finally the service that they'd been teasing for a while, 
uh, which they have aptly named Max. Uh, sans HBO. Uh, just Max. Um, before I get even further, Jackson, how do you how do you feel about that name, Max? Um, I think it is a terrible name for yes. a lot of reasons. One being Googling Max for like anything, like the search engine optimization is terrible. Yes. Terrible, for this app. Like it is, decision. it is so bad. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't even know. Like HBO is like the brand recognition, not the max. I don't know why you would drop the HBO. Like that's the familiar name yeah. to your streaming service. It's uh, it's pretty bonkers. I'm gonna get into a little bit of why they, why they changed that name to Max specifically. It's kind of interesting. Kind of want to get your take on it. If you agree or disagree, it's definitely mm-hmm. a take. Um, but just for people to know, it launches in May, like May yeah. 23rd. This is happening in the U.S. and then later it'll happen in Latin America. I think the rest of the world in 2024. Um, uh, and you know when this deal was announced in 2021. Uh, our guy David Zasloff, who we uh, ironically sing the praises of, um, on a few episodes ago, where we were just like, "Yeah, we love David Zasloff." That's not the case. No, he's uh, kind of a bad dude. I just want to make that clear because he's just all about <laughs> money now and not the content. Um, but he, the, I I pulled some quotes from an article I read uh, about this announcement, and he wanted to create quote the best media company in the world backed by a vast library of movies, TV series, documentaries, and children's programming. The children's programming is going to be a big a big part going down here, and I'll get to okay. that in a minute. But the goal was to stand out among an array of streaming options competing for subscribers at a time many households were trimming discretionary spending amid stubbornly high inflation. So we've got this whole <laughs> money thing going on here. Um, So since taking over the company, I mentioned that they cut a lot of Cut of a lot, caught a lot of things to to help out with the debt. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a CNN streaming service that they announced like a month ago. Like yeah. it was called CNN Plus, uh, and they uh, uh, immediately erased that. That's gone. That's not happening anymore. Is it not going to be a part of Max either? All all of it's under Max, but it's okay. not just like a separate streaming service. Gotcha. Which, like, tells me that this like, I don't think they put much thought into this. Like. It feels kind of half-assed to me, the whole way that this this thing has has played out, and like their their like stock prices dropped significantly. You know, it's been dropping since the merger's completion. Yeah, and it further dropped when they announced the max name, the name. Yeah, which is crazy. But I don't think I've seen a single person be like, "This is a good name, by the way." Like this is this no, works. Even like John Oliver, like I watched a clip. But John Oliver like came after. Came after them on the show because obviously last week tonight with John Oliver is yeah. on HBO, and he keeps calling them like <laughs> corporate daddy and like <laughs> and like yeah your cost cutting has gotten so far you're just throwing the whole HBO out altogether so that's the narrative out there even with people within the company poking fun at them, um, but I wanna I wanna tell you the reasoning why they changed the name and then I'll get into some pricing also because they're okay. hilarious. But I just want to get your take on the name because you and I both know you and I are both big fans of HBO, right? Mm-hmm. We we talked about it even in the Last of Us episode that like prestige TV is like what HBO is known for, yeah, synonymous with like adult entertainment. And the way Max is going is leaning into an offering. They want to touch kids and families. They want to what? Yeah, I said that, <laughs> and that was a uh, bad context. Um. They want, yeah. So they want to make programming for kids and families. And so I, I pulled another quote where they said about HBO it's a brand that's been built over five decades to be edgy, groundbreaking, trendsetter for entertainment for adults. But it's not exactly where parents would most easily drop off their kids. Not surprisingly, the category yeah. hasn't met its true potential on HBO Max. So, like, I mean, sure. It's yeah. like not really what it is, though. Like, I, it's, I don't think it's ever. I mean, it does have like Sesame Street and stuff, but like, I don't think it's like its purpose has never been to cater towards kids no. generally. And like HBO, Matt, like obviously HBO was on its own, like in a very adult television programming before the Max merger, but with yeah. HBO Max, where it acquired all the Warner Brothers properties and, you know, threw things like Sesame Street on there. 
But like, is there reasoning rational? Because obviously HBO appeals to a certain audience, but also doesn't appeal to a certain audience, you know? Like, I don't think HBO fans will unsubscribe from the service, but like some people who were scared off by HBO may now sign up once the adult adultness of it has like, I I, I don't know. Like, it feels like it's diluting a, a really strong brand for the sake of getting kids to watch your stream. No, show. totally. And yeah, yeah, I feel like the name too, while we're on it, like uh-huh. the whole like Max name feels like an ego thing of like, well, we bought out HBO. Yeah. So we're just going to change it to Max and combine it with our shitty Discovery Plus streaming service. And yeah. then like, <laughs> and like, again, like the Discovery, remember that weird chart we saw when they first announced that merger where like Discovery Plus was female skewed. <laughs> lean back content i think is what they called it whereas like hbo is like edge of your seat male content and yeah and like so like we're getting content like you know dr pimple popper you know and like the house flippers or stuff like that like yeah so i feel like this is a huge win for discovery maybe but a huge l for hbo brands yeah and I'm upset about it, uh, and but I like I see the business sense in it, which is also upsetting to me because I definitely think they're gonna make money, but it's like they don't care about they don't really care about subscriber numbers anymore. They just care about the content that they put out there, and they just want content that makes money, which mm-hmm. is which we'll get to when uh, all these projects they announced, um, which are basically just you know established ip looking to make a a buck you know but so i want to mention the pricing tiers before we get much further yes they're they're quite they're quite something um so well first of all in the transition if you have hbo max currently apparently it'll be a seamless transition allegedly but i don't think they even know what that means yet but you get like apparently like a minimum of six months with your HBO until it fully transfers over. It's, it's, what does that mean though? Like, is it a, do you have to download like a new app on your like TV to, or something? To my understanding, having read everything, I think it'll just flip over. I don't know how that's going to happen. though. Like, I don't Weird. understand the, I don't understand the, all the technological jargon that goes into it, but apparently it'll just seamlessly flip over. One day you'll be watching HBO max and the next day it'll be max. Um, and depending on what you're paying now, it'll flip you over to one of these three tiers, perhaps. And um, I'm going to mention uh, these three tiers that we'll be dealing with. Um, there is a first tier is a nine dollar and ninety nine. I said that so poorly. Nine ninety nine a month <laughs> um, or, you know, ninety nine ninety nine a year for max ad light version. Um, so what this offers you is you get two concurrent streams, which means two people could be watching it. Um, 1080p resolution. You can't do downloads off of this version. And then, you know, you get whatever sound quality, blah, blah, blah. The next tier at 15 bucks is the max ad free. Uh, and this version is no ads and you get everything from the first tier, but then you can download things from this tier which you can't do in the previous tier. And finally, Jackson, there's a 20 buck a month tier called max ultimate ad free. And Can we talk for a second, really quick too, about how whenever your name is max, it sounds like you're getting like the biggest option already. Yep. It's so stupid. Okay. Sorry. What do you, what do you, get, you with get the max ultimate, the ultimate max Mc McBig? It's so funny it? because it's basically just, it's redundant. The max ultimate. It's just the it's same so thing. Stupid. Um, so you bet you get all the all the same things you get in the the previous version, but you get 4K resolution, which you don't get in the middle tier. So you can't watch things in 4K or you know like Ultra HD or yeah. like the Dolby sound quality things like that. If you don't pay the extra five bucks, um, yeah, I hate that. So you have to pay for most 4K, which which sucks. What's the worst quality though? 1080p. Is that what you said? Yeah, that you get that for the max ad light version, which is which is good. I will it's say good. that is definitely better. I feel like Netflix offered like 720p for like yeah. their lowest, and that's like 
I don't know. I feel like movie movie makers need to step in and be like, hey, like I'm not going to do movies with you anymore if you're like refusing to put my stuff out and the appropriate frame rate and and or yeah. like the appropriate like quality and, and pixel rate and stuff like i think that sucks yeah and this, it's it's pretty concerning too like you know if you're a filmmaker like the bottom line here is that i think max is kind of leading a charge that they just want to be profitable and don't care about being like a number one streamer or like a place where people would come to bring their projects anymore which is kind of yeah. sad like like i remember like we talked last year or maybe two years ago when like christopher nolan left Warner Brothers because mm-hmm. he was pissed about the the same day theatrical to streamer release. And so it's it's, it's pretty interesting because like when you take a two-part name, like you have HBO and you have Max and you just keep the Max, I think the implication is just, as you said, it's big over, over quality. Like it seems like they don't care quality about their... Quantity over quality for sure, yeah. Yeah, which has definitely been... We've seen that from like Netflix, I think, over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and like now they they aren't working, you know, they're they're pivoting to Netflix is they're not working with directors like making their passion projects anymore. We're not really getting any of those anymore where they just give a blank check to like Martin Scorsese or Noah Baumbach or the Coen brothers to make these things that they couldn't get made anywhere else. So I think we're seeing a shift in streaming where, you know, these streamers are losing subscribers annually uh and now you know netflix it was announced today i don't know if you saw this that they are gonna crack down they're doing that password thing they're doing it they they decided that they're going to go back against how they flipped and now they're doing it again i think they're like doing a hybrid version of like you can have two households or three households connected through an account sharing a password like so they've kind of it's kind of reasonable i guess i don't think that's that bad actually they've, they've pivoted but um, I am curious, like how many, like if there's one account with like 50 households or something, like how ridiculous is it to where they feel like they need to step in or are they just that greedy? I, I feel like if it, it might be a significant problem, given that they're that they're I bet people are there's a lot of those that are happening. But like for me, like, you know, I share my password with like two or three people, perhaps mm-hmm. to, to my Netflix. Nothing absurd like that. But I think they're definitely caught cost cutting and they just want to make their bottom line and make money now mm-hmm. so i think everyone and not just max is digging into ip familiar things less risky mm-hmm. things throwing and, ads on top of them too and... and then throwing ads on top of them and now honestly i mean the new players in the game like you know apple tv plus and people like that are i think they're swooping in and and profiting off of that i think they're more art driven now like, mm-hmm. I mean, did you see the announcement today? Martin Scorsese's Killers Killers of the Flower Moon is three and a half hours long, man. Yeah. On Apple. Is that for Apple TV? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And that's they're also getting a, a theatrical release as well. Like, it's going to yeah. do like a run in theaters and then go to Apple TV. Same thing with like, you know, Ridley Scott's over there doing a Napoleon biopic with Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix. Same thing. Same story there. So And I that being like- said, too, though, I because... F- I've had Apple TV long enough to uh-huh. see them like boost the prices by like a couple bucks a month. Still oh, worth yeah. it. But I just know like, cause let's be real. They, they all do this once mm-hmm. they get established like two or three years down the line, they will start. I, I have no doubt in my mind that Apple TV will also start doing this stuff too. Like I, I don't think they're above it. I think they're just in that stage of undercut everybody else. And then once they have a committed base, start screwing them over a little bit more. Totally, totally. And we saw that with HBO. I mean, even it doesn't even take long, does it? I mean, HBO Max is was what? 2 years old maybe? 3 mm-hmm. years old? And they and they got into it. So, all this to say, Jackson, does it I mean, will you be keeping Max? Will you have Max when it's all said and done? I you know, yes. That's not. up to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, I love I I really really love HBO mm-hmm. I think it's probably my most visited streaming service mm-hmm. same for um, me yeah it's just so convenient yeah and they think... do they do have like like we said like quality television and they have they have access to really good IPs that like put out new stuff and simultaneously just have like all the classics in there that I really like so yeah I, I'll stick around I, I don't know how bad it's going to get but i'm definitely curious yeah and like apparently like this thing could really take off because they're 
they've been teasing that they're also going to offer like you know a live sports feature as well mm-hmm. so this this could be you know could take the the way of youtube tv and hulu as well if if they get that deal going but it's it's so interesting because like they haven't gone the route of like a disney plus for example who like mm-hmm. offers bundles like you can get like like you can get the hulu disney plus like espn, ESPN. bundle right well, that stuff's but, so weird too, because they have like they own so much of like they own like what like seventy percent of Hulu or something, but like they don't totally Disney, own it, so they can't yeah. merge them, which I feel like is something they would maybe want to try to do at some point. But yeah, the bundles is really weird because it's just like a cable package, but like rebranded a little bit. Yeah, and what it sounds like, at least from just the readings and research that I did, is that there won't be any bundles for Max. Mm-hmm. It's just all going to be, it's your one-stop shop to get all of this. Um, So I, I don't know. Like I, I sit here being maybe cynical about it, but am I going to be sitting here a year from now and be eating the crow on this? I, I don't know. Like I'm just, I'm just concerned about the state of streaming. I'm worried we're losing the prestige things and they're going to get buried by all the IP uh, content and like, you know, art versus content, like all these executives and especially Zasloff, like refer to projects now as content. And I hate that, like that we're just trying to fill an Excel sheet of a, of a data point of a person. And it's, it's concerning and I'm not too pleased about it, but, um, you know, we'll see. But I also think that streamers are having to adapt too, because frankly, I think movies are back. The theatrical releases. Hell yeah, baby. I think they're back in a big way. I think Top Gun paved the way. And, you know, movies like, you know, Cocaine Bear made money, Jackson. Like that was a profitable mm-hmm. movie in theaters. Like people are going back to the theaters now. Scream 6 had like its best opening in the franchise. John Wick 4, same thing. Mario movie is the highest grossing movie in the world right now. And that's for kids. So I think it's just, I think people are going back to the theaters and the streamers are struggling to come back again. Do you get that impression at all? Or am I, I I definitely see that. I think, yeah, maybe like the biggest race now for streamers will maybe be like getting the movies onto the streamers before like the other ones. Cause I feel like that's Mm -hmm. where I really like Peacock right now is like, if you miss some of the movies, they're like right on there pretty much immediately after they they finish the yeah run, which is that, really nice and i am curious if that's going to to change because mm-hmm. obviously the that was updated during covid times where like the yeah. length the the window of your movie in theaters to vod was shortened mm-hmm. do you think that'll do you think that'll bounce back or do you think i don't know because like are people really trying to like I feel like people don't want to buy DVDs anymore, which no, yeah, unless it's I like get. a Criterion or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to start building out a DVD collection though, because me too. I don't media. trust these streamers long term. Like, I feel like it's just not going to work out the way we want it to. I know. I've been I've been grappling with that too. Like, do I need to start like a Blu-ray Criterion collection thing? Because yes. I mean. I don't even own, but like, I don't even own something like this is how far it's gone. I don't own something that I can put a DVD into anymore. I know I didn't have a DVD player for a long time until I got a PS five recently. And now I've been like, all right, I could get some, some Blu-rays. Yeah. So I guess I need to, I don't know. Do I need to buy just a DVD player? I guess so. It's so weird. Cause like they were so necessary, like growing up and now it's like, yeah, I don't even like. Yeah, I don't know. Like my TV growing up had a VHS player built into it. Yeah, man. I had a boat anchor in my room. <laughs> and now it's just like, we don't have those. Sorry. When we had, uh, when they had those TVs that had VCR and DVD slots, mm-hmm. you're like, holy cow, Bang. the rich get richer. But, but yeah, like now do I have to go home and get my Xbox one from my, my bedroom and, and bring that to Chicago? I don't know. I guess the, so. The Switch does not offer that functionality. So, which is a bummer. Nintendo, get on it. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it'll stay because these movies are making money still like in the theaters, like the box office run mm-hmm. is, is profitable now. So I think we're, we're coming out of the COVID funk and I just think we have some growing pains with streamers and right now. And I, we always, we always sit here and think that movies are dying in in terms of the apocalypse. We talked about that a while ago, mm-hmm. but I think we're, we always come out on top because movies always prevail. So I think we're in a good spot. Yeah, Having... really quick too on on the uh, like the release thing too. I think a big issue because 
uh, Shazam is out of theaters like for most places now. And I was like, oh, yeah. I want to check that out. I think it's coming to HBO Max soon. Right. But I was like, how much does it cost to rent it? It's twenty dollars to rent this movie, Carter. Jeez. Like, I'm just gonna wait. Like, and I feel like most people don't want to pay that to rent it at that point either. No. So, and I don't know. I, I feel like like consumers are getting a little bit more stubborn with stuff like that in like a way that I don't hate necessarily. Yeah. And it's gonna be interesting because like, you know, Shazam, like that's pretty established IP per se. Mm-hmm. And once we once we get in, I'm gonna rattle through some of these announced projects and just want to get your takes on it. But oh, like, let's do it. Most of them are established IP, and I'm wondering if that route is gonna maybe go up in flames in Zasloff's eyes, or like, because Shazam like did, uh, it was a it was a bomb, like it pretty much failed, mm-hmm. and that was an established brand. People knew that, and like, I feel like consumers are getting smarter, viewers are getting smarter, and know when they're being fed just you know a carbon copy of something else. But I don't know. We'll see uh, if any of these announced projects. Uh, make some traction. So I wrote a few down, Jackson, most uh, that caught my eye that I think are interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to start with kind of the biggest one, um, which is this Harry Potter reboot series. Yeah. Let um, me go on a tangent real quick. Because I do. got a lot to say about this. Take the floor. Um, So <laughs> this is basically only happening because JK Rowling wants more money. Mm-hmm. And none of the actors want to come back and do the Cursed Child reboot movie yeah. or not a reboot, like but like a sequel down the line. Mm-hmm. And the Fantastic Beast movies are an utter failure. Yeah, they're garbage. This is a soulless cash grab. Yep. Where they're saying they're going to be more faithful, faithful to the books, which I don't really know how you can. As someone who read the books, I feel like they did a pretty good job. I don't feel mm-hmm. like there's like a ton of unexplored material that like the we'll movies get to see, really uh, missed out on. We'll get to see Hermione fight for the house elves, I guess. And yeah, exactly. Um, be- <laughs> and you're not going to see, of course, where uh, J.K. Rowling was like, you know, Hermione's actually black. She said that in like a tweet once to like yeah. get like points for being cool. <laughs> They're not going to do that because no. she's a liar. Um and that really pisses me off. And they're definitely not going to talk about the slavery stuff. And also, like, her character being black is really weird in context because, like, I don't know, the word, like, mudblood really pisses her off. Yep. And, like, she's chill with – I mean, she's, like, kind of not chill with the slavery. But, like, she hangs out while, like, slavery's happening and every, all of her friends are like, it's just slavery. Like, they like it. <laughs> it's super weird. Um, yeah. But more importantly, too, I think what's really interesting is that – Whenever they announced this project, they used the same logo as the previous franchise. Yeah. They used the same Hogwarts castle as mm-hmm. from the previous franchise. And they used the John Williams score. Yep. For this like thing. So it's like you're just relying on the old IP and you're it you're presenting it as if it's like not actually anything new or interesting or creative. It just feels like a lazy money grab. Yeah. Um, like I don't know, it just kind of sucks. Yeah, like is this so like in case we got a little ahead of ourselves, just some details about what this will be. Like mm-hmm. um, so yes, it's a it's a decade-long series, they say. Um, mm-hmm. and like one book per season. So this will be going for a long time. JK Rowling is on board as an executive producer. Um, yeah, she has like final say in like all the scripts and stuff, right? Yes, she I does. Think. Um, so yeah, she said Max's commitment to preserving the integrity of my books is important to me. And I'm looking forward to being part of this new adaptation, which will allow for a degree of depth and detail only afforded by a long form television series. So there's that. And you know, there is there is some truth to that. Like I think like the Percy Jackson series, I think will be really interesting. Um, yeah. Because those movies didn't really whenever you have like lore that's that expansive, you need some long form storytelling to do that. However, yeah. uh don't give this your money. Like sure, if you want to subscribe to HBO or sorry, Max. Hey, do Max, that. how dare you? But yeah. don't watch it. Don't hate watch it. Like this is what happened with Velma. I think it's getting like more show. Like it is getting a second like, season. Yeah. Like don't do that. Don't hate watch it. Um, if if you don't want to support a transphobe, don't. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want to support someone who is doing shameless cash grabs of unoriginal stuff, don't do that too. Because like that's what this is. True. But do what you want. But also, it's lame. 
Yeah, but take our word for it. Uh, I, I I see this blowing up in their faces. I don't see this being yeah. successful. I see this. I don't even know. I don't even know if they follow through with it. To be honest with you. Yeah, because I feel I have not seen one positive response from this on mm-hmm. online on uh, uh, for for anybody. I I mean, and also. Like Percy Jackson is one thing because I think those movies I haven't seen them. I think they're pretty much considered not dog shit. Yeah. Okay. I was I wasn't <laughs> gonna say it, but yeah. Um, and it sucks because like the cast is fun, but like there's only two movies out of the five books. I mean, there's like way more books now. Yeah. But like there's only two movies, and they were really bad, and they were really bad adaptations. But also yeah. more importantly, they were just really bad movies. Yeah. So. so like on the flip side, you have Harry Potter, who, and I think those movies were very successful, and they're mm-hmm. pretty well acclaimed. And this this series, this saga, just ended just over a decade ago. Like it's it's crazy that we're just rebooting this already. So like, I I don't think people have spent enough time a way to accept new casting. I, I think Harry Potter loyalists are going to balk at this. I certainly am. So yeah, I'm concerned with that. I don't know if it'll follow through and we'll just, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it feels like I'm just tarnishing a lot of people's legacy, like Alan Rickman and, and, and Robbie Coltrane, you know, people that have passed mm-hmm. that have cemented their legacy with those characters. And yeah, it sits with me the wrong way and, and it should. So they're off to a hot start. And honestly, and I, I feel bad for those kids who are going to be cast because yeah. it is going to be a horror show for them on the internet. And that yeah. sucks. And that's not fair to them. But yeah. For like whatever. Daniel Radcliffe and like Emma Watson, like change their lives in a positive way. I think this is going to change these kids' lives in an unopportune way. So mm-hmm. we'll see where that goes. Um, speaking of more IP, Jackson. Um, I have no knowledge of this other than an untitled Big Bang Theory series. <laughs> For to Old which Sheldon, <laughs> to which I I, I tweeted <laughs> uh, slightly younger Sheldon. So, <laughs> so yeah, not sure what that's going to be, but again, grasping at IP, established IP. Is anyone have you met a big Big Bang Theory fan in your life? Like, uh, no, I know that Abby's dad used to put it on to like whenever they were in trouble, like they had to sit and watch Big Bang Theory <laughs> and they hated it, like torture. Yeah, like they were like, All right, you're in timeout, you got to watch Big Bang Theory for like a whole episode. Yeah, bazinga, that's crazy. Exactly. Um, so yeah, there's there's that going on as well. Um, an untitled drama series set in the Conjuring world. That's um, cool. That, that sounds, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, James Wan is in talks to executive produce, so it seems like they've got all the right people on board for that. Because that's that, the one with the like look, the the rain and Ed. Something. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Wilson and uh, Vera Farmiga. I will say it is weird now because I feel like last year it came out that like the real life couple that that's based off of had like a child bride that also lived with them. And it's like, Oh, that's kind of weird. Like, yeah. Sometimes, you know, you got to separate the, the real world from your, see, I agree. I do agree. But they also show like real footage and like real photos of them at the end of the first. True. true. So they can't really escape it now. Thanks. That's tough. But yeah. So, they're building out that that that's like a really just grim detail. <laughs> yeah. So that th- that I'm kind of interested <laughs> in. Um that seems interesting. Um A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms colon the Hedge Knight. Uh another Game of Thrones spin-off. Um cool. after the success of House of Dragon. Um takes place in the time when Targaryen line still holds the Iron Throne. I think it's held like couple thousand years before the events <laughs> of something. I don't know, man. This lore is crazy. George R. R. Martin is going to write and executive produce it, but I don't... Can I get He's dark? He's so old. <laughs> yeah, can I get dark for a minute and say, I don't know how much longer we're going to have this guy? And he still hasn't written that final book. Yeah. So, I don't know what's going on there, but I loved the House of Dragon. Um, I still haven't seen it, but... But I feel like if we get, if we get too many things going at once, I feel like we get into MCU... TV show fatigue and it I was gonna say little... it feels kind of like Star Warsy where it's like yeah all right, we're yeah. focusing on like the same couple families and it's all about like the Iron Throne definitely like, like I think you could do like stories in that world or with that lore but I don't know if it necessarily has to be like about the throne 
Yeah, but I guess it is Game of Thrones, so yeah, I should shut up. But I don't I know. Mean, it's a great world to to build things around, and but well, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Looking forward to House of Dragon season two. Um, and then I just have some hilarious ones that they announced. Um, Barbie Dreamhouse Challenge. Um, hosted by Ashley Graham for HGTV. Thoughts? Wait, can you can you repeat that? You cut out. Oh sure, because it'll 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 help. I heard your... Barbie something. Barbie <laughs> like dream her. Barbie Dreamhouse Challenge, Jackson. Ooh. Uh, thoughts on that? Sure. Uh-huh. It's, it's like HGTV, like a yep. you just like build a a, a house, I guess. <laughs> sure. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like HGTV is like. My mom watches that, and I'm sure yeah. she'll like that. But I also she doesn't have HBO Max, so I don't know if she's gonna mm, want to yeah, check it out. Maybe she will get it for that, but I doubt. Perhaps it. it's funny as I go through these and read the projects. Like you can tell which ones are HBO projects, which, and which ones, ones are, which. are Discovery. <laughs> totally. um, speaking of which, Fixer Upper, the hotel uh, from wow. Magnolia Network. I don't even know what Magnolia Network is. Is that okay? Yeah, that's must, something else. Must be a Discovery-owned brand, I suppose. Mm. Or probably a house brand. Um, this one, kind of interested in. Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai. Oh, hell um, yeah. That sounds awesome. It's an animated Gremlins show. Cool. Um, sounds kind of neat. Um, I wish it were not animated, though. I wish it were like the practical the Gremlins puppet effects yeah. and Joe Dante. I don't know if Joe Dante is attached to this, who directed Gremlins and Gremlins 2. Um, That'd be super fun. But yeah, that one sounds fun. Um, looking forward to that. Such a strange IP to dig into. I love it. Um, Lost Women of Highway 20 for Investigation Discovery. Yep. Mm. They love invest because my stepmom watches a lot or did watch a lot of investigation discovery. And that is like almost always just true crime stuff. And it's like like fatal lovers and like oh like crimes yeah. of passion and like shit like that. And I'm like that's like all it is. Hell yeah. Um love and translation for TLC. Don't know what that is, but that'll be something. Um Peter and the Wolf, an animated series that's a retelling of a classic tale. Featuring music and narration from Gavin Friday. Don't know who that is. And drawings by, can you guess who the drawings are by? You won't in a million years. Jim Carrey. Bono. What? <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. Yeah, so not sure what's going <laughs> They're on They're just there. Like really bad. <laughs> like, he, he, they just got a star and he They're he gaslighting him. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Um. Rick and Morty colon the anime. I don't know what this is. Oh, and I I know that uh, what's his name is Justin uh, Roiland. He's like a pedophile or something. But he was proven like the charges were dropped or something like that. Like one of one of the charges was dropped, but like all the messages of him like talking to a minor were real. But like Got this it. other like allegation was dropped. So he's quote working to clear his name, things like that. Yeah, that's what he said. I don't think they want him back, so I, well, I doubt he's showing up again. Well, so I don't know what this is. Then um, I don't know why Rick and Morty is going to be an anime. Not sure what's going on there. Um, this this one, excuse me, this one I'm kind of excited for. Um, Smartless on the road, Jackson. It's a a six part docu series about Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, and their. Oh, that's Pod- cool. Okay. Podcasts. So like that's sold neat. out live. They did a live tour. So I guess that's being filmed and put on HBO, which is cool. Or maybe Discovery. I don't know which one it belongs to, but we're going to find out. Um, Finally, the last three I have written down. Uh, I'll say four. Um, The first one is called The Regime. This is an HBO prestige mini drama okay. uh, about an unraveling European regime starring Kate Winslet. So... Cool. That sounds fun. Oh, and Andrew Riseborough, Oscar nominee. Remember that? Nice. Mm-hmm. Goodness. And Hugh Grant. Fun stuff. This one is interesting to me. The Sympathizer, which is an, another, it's an espionage thriller based on a novel. Uh, it's a cross-culture satire about the struggles of a half-French, half-Vietnamese communist spy during the final days of the Vietnam War and his exile in the United States. That sounds cool. And it's weird because the showrunners are Don McKellar and Park Chan-wook. Um, oh. Yeah. Really weird. And it stars a bunch of people that I, I'm not familiar with, but are are probably notably of, you know, Vietnamese or Korean descent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then also the last two listed are Sandra Oh and Robert Downey Jr. Weird. And he's Downey Jr. is also serving as an executive producer. So that looks kind of fun. I saw the trailer. He's like got some weird, crazy makeup going on in there. I'm really interested in D- Downey Jr.'s post MCU, MCU career because so far it's kind of been it's not been good. <laughs> Not been great. He's coming in Oppenheimer later this year. Um, we'll see what's going on there. He Does he have a doc- big role in that, or probably not? I don't think from from the trailers it doesn't seem like he has a big role. Hmm. Um, but we'll see what's going on there. It sounds like he's getting more involved in projects. Um, True Detective finally a new season, season cool. four of True Detective. I only watched season one though, so uh, this one stars Jodie Foster. So huh. we'll see what goes on there. And then finally, Jackson the Penguin. Uh, oh fuck yeah! This looks so good. Yeah, they got we got a little teaser trailer mm-hmm. this past week or a week ago, I think. Looks really good. Um, obviously starring Colin Farrell, executive produced by Matt Reeves. Looking forward to that. So we're getting that coming soon as well. They're still filming yeah. that, so that'll be. Quite- it looks like a their take on like just a Soprano show, but like in a gritty Gotham, and it it's looks awesome. Right, I love that they've made the Penguin like Don Corleone or Tony yeah. Soprano. It looks I love. Super- I love that. He's committing to the makeup too. Like yes. I, I really respect that because he's he's gonna be in that makeup for a long time shooting a show. Like that's yeah, that's will. a lot of work. God, shout out to Colin Farrell, one of our faves on the What pod. a cool guy. Yeah, so, Christian Miliati is gonna be in it too, I think. So that's Yeah, playing uh Falcone's one of them. Well, Falcone, no, Falcone was in this one, so the it was in the Batman, so it's Maroney's, Maroney's daughter. Maroney's daughter. Think. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So excited for that. Um Having said all that, Jackson, those are just some of the projects they announced. Has that enticed you anymore to get Max? If you were on the outside looking in and you heard about these new projects, would you be like, oh, I'm getting Max? The only projects that I think are interesting are stuff that would have already been on HBO Max. So exactly. it's kind of exactly. weird to me. We're clearly not the target market for this this merger, this discovery. Yeah this discovery merger but you know maybe we're gonna see a lot of families get this and it's gonna turn and it's into interesting a- it is interesting too because it's like if discovery plus has all these family friendly subs- like sc- subscription bases why don't you just like keep them separate and then have people double dip who want the hbo max and the discovery like discovery True. plus must be sucking really bad if yeah i mean it can't survive on on its own because like Disney keeps a lot of their stuff separate. It seems to be working for them. Yeah. Like I mean, they do I, their bundles and stuff, but like, I don't know. I guess it's because, I mean, Discovery Plus, I think their target markets are people that are, it, like, it's passive viewing clearly. And I think it's like, it's for kids like to put on shows for them. And but passive like, viewing is so weird too for a streaming service. Cause yeah, like, cause that, that's paying for it. Yeah. Why are you paying for it? You know? And it is I don't so know. Weird. Do people like are people cutting the cord nowadays? Or are they going? Are we going back to like cable? Like are people? I don't know, man. It's it's weird. I feel like you can get all this content on like Hulu Live, but mm-hmm. what do Absolutely I know? Absolutely, you can. But what do I know? Um. So yeah, that's kind of um what you have to look forward to, and you know, a little over a month. Uh, come May twenty third when this officially rolls out. Um. Are you feeling good about it now after we we talked about it? Any final thoughts on on Max this merger? Um, my final thoughts is I think David Zaslov is kind of an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I feel bad for James Gunn because he probably still have like meetings with him, and that must just be kind of lame. True. True. I don't know. He he seems stupid. He's pretty far right, I think. And I yeah. think people are worried that like he's gonna drive out some of the like progressive content and i've i think i've read some stuff too about like like internal messages of like he wants cnn to kind of change their tune a little bit oh Um, no which isn't super surprising (laughs) i don't know seems like a weird place but hey man i'm here for the ride it's pretty wild yeah we got a lot of people coming after I mean, we got the all the DeSantis Disney stuff too going on right now. Oh my god, is... it's so funny. He's losing against the mouse. <laughs> it's incredible. They keep trolling him. It's great. Uh-huh. They're throwing pride parades at Disneyland. Yeah, I saw oh, that today. That's, great. that's it's, so funny. It's good stuff. Uh oh, anyway. Yeah, that's uh that's our talk on Max. <laughs> <laughs> um uh let's just let's go to the list is live for a minute. The list is an absolute good. The list is life. And um, 
Jackson, right now, let's just talk streaming services. Like, mm-hmm. is HBO Max in terms? We did a we did an episode uh, a couple months ago about our top streaming services. Mm-hmm. Has that changed? Do you think that'll change in the wake of this merger? Like, do you think you will prefer some streaming services over another in, in comparison to Max now? Mm, I definitely think it could. I think. One thing that I've noticed, this isn't uh, against like HBO Max, but I, f- I feel like uh-huh. Peacock is actually really good now. Um, yeah, yeah. And I've I've been liking that a lot just because like the new release stuff is like so really quick. fresh and so quick that I do like that a lot. Um, if HBO Max or if Max, I guess, is just <laughs> consistent with their like uh, like their HBO stuff and getting their movies onto the streamer faster, like a, I I don't like this VOD wait time. So yeah. if they if they improve that, I think I'll I'll still like their stuff. But right now, I don't know. They're they're okay. Are you okay with the uh the blue? The, the oh my god, we didn't even talk the blue. The blue sucks. The blue, the blue sucks. sucks so they, bad. They are going with it. Um, oh, it's so stupid. It they have the great purple. It was super unique. I can't think of a single other streaming service besides like the Roku channel. Yeah, that has purple. Yeah, it stands and you, out. And then you make it blue when we have. Like Amazon Prime, Paramount Disney. Plus, Disney Plus, all um, of these, yeah, they're all blue. That's so stupid. They don't but... stand out now. It's it's bad. Like Netflix is red, Hulu is green, and now you just have thrown it's yourself. So dumb. In. You're trying yeah. to stand out, and you just are one of the just one of the guys now. But yeah, yeah. we didn't talk about that with so. like the worst again. Max is just such a bad name. You can't Google it without getting other shit. Like everything else, you Did... get exactly what you want. Do you think they did like focus groups or anything, or did they just say they must have? But like, who, who, like, who? I (laughs) I don't know. It's bad. It's really bad. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like, HBO is still probably my favorite streaming service. It's the thing I go to the most. Like, I'm watching like scheduled television on there right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I don't have cable. I I have Hulu Live, and they don't have HBO, obviously. So. Mm-hmm. HBO does a great thing when it airs on on TV. They also put it up on HBO Max right when that happens, so you can watch it in real time with everyone else. But so I do have appointment viewing over there. I don't really have that anywhere else. I've kind of fallen off the Mandalorian has, train. Yeah, totally. And that has been really good too. I feel like the ecosystem of the subscribers have been like talking a lot about you know like The Last of Us and Game of Thrones yeah. and like the conversations, like the water cooler conversations, have almost always been dominated by HBO Max. And I think Definitely. that's that's hopefully going to stay the same. But I'm kind of worried it'll get drowned out. I hope that stays the same because that's the one thing that sets them apart as mm-hmm. opposed to the binge model. So totally. Totally. Ho- hopefully that stays. Hopefully we get some new exciting projects coming because we did talk about how, you know, we're le- we're losing succession and, and Barry and things like that. But, you know, we'll have the last of us. Hopefully we'll get some new TV shows, fun TV shows, mm-hmm. got the house of dragon, things like that. So we'll see if they, they stick to their guns there, but, but yeah, for now it HBO is still my, my ride or die still like, one of the best movie collections too. Totally. Classics. Yeah, classics. Warner Brothers content, TCM. So I really lean on them for when I want to get into the classics. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Jackson, you feeling lucky? You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? I'm feeling lucky. Oh, baby. Who we got? We're doing, our, we're doing our cinephile game. Uh, for those who don't remember, Robin Williams is, I think, one away from being so. inducted into the Hall of Fame. He beat out Jamie Foxx in a heartbreaking uh, battle. Yes, because by Jamie the way, Foxx would have been inducted. We Go should on. mention also because Jamie Foxx did. I saw he had a heart attack this week. So <gasps> really, thoughts and prayers to him. I think he's okay now, but he was hospitalized. Um, Wish him a speedy recovery. That's yeah. so sad. And did you know he was like he's fifty five? Something really? Like that? Wow, he looks good. He does look good. But anyway, shout out Jimmy Fox, honorary, honorary member of the Hall of Fame. Shout out. Um, but yeah, Robin Williams, he, he beat out Jimmy Fox. He beat out Wesley Snipes last week in a really quick decision. Yes. And uh, let's pull out the final matchup. Ooh, Ooh. interesting. Ooh. Susan Sarandon. Oh, interesting, Susie. Um, Initial well, thoughts? She's about to be uh, starring in one of my films, uh, The Blue Beetle. Um, mm-hmm, coming out. Um, I like Susan Sarandon a lot. She's in a lot of different things. Um, obviously, you know you have Thelma and Louise. 
Uh, you have the Rocky Horror Picture Show, classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Cats and Dogs. <laughs> uh, she's great. She's an Oscar winner for uh, Dead Man Walking. Uh, great performance directed by her husband, Tim Robbins. Um, Enchanted. She's fun in that. She plays the, the Speed Racer. I haven't seen Speed Racer. Is that good? Mm. Should I check that out? I haven't out? seen it either. <laughs> I hear it's fun though. Um, yeah, she's in a lot of. She's in a lot of. She's been around a long time. You know, Bull Durham, great in that. She's in Rugrats. Go to Paris. Yeah, isn't she like the bad guy in it? Coco Labouche. Man, I need yeah. to watch Rugrats. Coco Labouche. I remember her. She's wow. Yeah. Um, she is but great. Lithgow's in this too. Look at that. My huh. God, Rugrats in Paris stacked. Wow, Tara Strong. Anywho, I think she's Tommy. <laughs> yeah, um, she is. Tim Curry. He's a what? sumo singer in it. What? Wow. So they've worked twice together in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wow. That's awesome. Um, I love Susan Sarandon. Uh, she's also an activist as well. Uh, she's protesting a lot for for human rights things like that. Um. I, I still just go back to, you know, it's Robin Williams, Jackson. I agree. I agree. All right. Then we're giving it to Robin Williams and he's officially in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's inducted amongst two other members being Jeff Goldblum and Harrison Ford. Congrats, buddy. High praise. Good job, Robin. Wonderful. Um, Jackson, before we finish up, do you want to mention next week what we got on the docket for your little birthday episode yeah so next week is my birthday and for our birthday episodes we get to request ridiculous things uh i believe on my two past birthdays we did uh the new mutants was the first one (laughs) and then we did a dcu pitch uh for this one what were yours i'm trying to remember i did the dark knight for one of them and i can't remember what the other one was um I don't i'll either. go i'll go back in the archives while you talk about what you're doing yeah so uh i thought i would continue with the dc trend um you know this week actually marks the 85th anniversary of the comic character of superman which i think is really mm. fucking rad a cool little timing of it and of course uh james gunn has also finished his superman script so we are going to look back on uh, a cartoon that I really love called Superman, the animated series. So we're going to look at that, talk about it, how it makes Carter feel. I don't know if he started it yet, but it is, I think, one of my favorite cartoons. I've watched episode one, so I'm really early in. Sick. So Carter's going to binge three seasons of, of cartoon in a week. Hell and yeah. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what moments uh, we think James Gunn should adapt into his movie franchise. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're we're gonna fan cast the villains as well uh, going into the DCU. So I think uh, it'll be a fun combo. I'm excited for it. Very exciting. Um, I think my episodes were Dark Knight, and I think the Jim Carrey retrospective was was oh, nice. one of my picks. You need to too, pick weirder ones. I know. I guess I, I give I you do. homework for mine. I'll I'll think about that this year because August will be here before you know it, and I'll be 47. So whoa, <laughs> no, I'll be 26. Very exciting. Um. Cool. Yeah, looking forward to that. I've got some some TV to watch. Um, quick fantasy film update for you guys. I don't have a lot for you because it's Tuesday, uh, so not a lot of numbers have come out, but I just want to mention that Super Mario Brothers is still just kicking ass right now. So mm-hmm. shout out to that. Um, Bo is Afraid opening this weekend alongside Evil Dead Rise and that weird Ana de Armas, Chris Evans, Apple TV movie Ghosted. Which, Did you see that clip where like they're like racing up the stairs and it looks yes. like neither of them were in like the scene together at Do all? Do you think they were ever on set together? I don't know. I'm really <laughs> curious about that because if they were on set, the, whoever did the editing for that did a really bad job. Yeah, because, quite poor. Because every shot is like an over-the-shoulder shot of the back <laughs> of their head where it could or could not be the actor and then like the main focus. And then so like it feels very much as if they're not together. No. And that's not a good feeling you should have when watching a movie because it immediately <laughs> took me out of the clip. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Did you did you see the clip of um this is a, a complete tangent, but have you seen You People on Netflix? I haven't seen it, but I've seen clips from it. Have you seen the clip of there's a kiss at the end of the movie and they no. weren't and so Jonah Hill and I don't remember who his co-lead was, the actress who plays his, his fiance. They kiss at the end of the movie 
and they were not on set together. They, what? So you should go look at um. You, you follow the corridor crew, right? On yeah, on, yeah, probably. yeah. They did a video on it. Go check it out. They they un they unpack the that kiss. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious because they That's are awesome. not in the same scene together. But yeah, shout out corridor. Weird, why? Just like scheduling issues I, or i guess it was still maybe they were still making it during covid so they like mm. didn't want to them to kiss i suppose weird. maybe really like, weird so yeah really interesting so go, go check that out. out i'll send you that clip but uh huh. but yeah uh evil dead rise bo is afraid ghosted coming out this weekend uh and then next weekend jackson are you there god it's me margaret you're flick I'm, I'm excited ready. for it it looks really cute me too it's definitely one I, lauren and i saw the trailer and lauren was like yeah we're going to see that so yeah. i said okay so, it looks awesome. Wonderful. So yeah, next week we'll be talking uh, some Superman and then uh, Guardians coming up at some point soon, whenever that comes out. Maybe not that week, but the week after. And uh, yeah, got some fun stuff down the pipe. Uh, thank you for listening. Jackson, where can they follow us on Instagram? They can follow us on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod. They can click our little link tree. They can follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. However, please follow us on Spotify. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, where can they follow us on Twitter, Carter? They can follow us on Twitter at roughcut underscore co. I post our podcast there and I've started doing Spotify links now instead of the Apple Podcast link. Smart. So go check that out. Go subscribe to us there. Listen to our episodes. Give us a like. Answer our polls, if you will, if you want yeah. to participate in those. And yeah, let us know if you will be uh, getting Max, if you will be subscribing and fighting the good fight. Uh, Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.